A voice can be used to express an opinion, to call out a potential threat, to establish some much needed boundaries, and the long list continues. So it is so important that we as step parents find our voices. It's important that we are both seen as well as heard, and not just for our sake, but for the sake of those within our families. This is a balancing act that requires one step at a time. Get it? Step parenting, one step. Okay, okay, bye. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. Blenders, what is happening? We are currently in the series Being a Step Parent, and this information is still so good for essentially anybody and everybody. I I try and include some practical information, some tools that we can use, generally speaking, as adults in relationship, outside of relationship, but we are focusing in on the step parent role. So whether you are in pursuit of that title, whether you currently function as a step parent or maybe you're single, ready to mingle and you are looking forward to somebody occupying that role in your life and the life of your child or children. This stuff is good. It is fire. Okay, so continue to tune in so that you may add to your arsenal. So the last episode focused on uh, defining what a step parent is essentially. And I thought that was really good. Some really good stuff in there. So if you have not yet checked that out, please do so. But today we are going to focus on what it means to find our voices as step parents, finding your voice. And I honestly believe that this is an underestimated achievement when a step parent comes to a point where they have a voice, their opinion is heard, appreciated, respected, and even practiced. That is all the more in the best interest of those within the family unit. And it's a huge blessing as well as allows for step parents to assume their roles fully, comfortably, and it truly results in peace within ourselves as well as within our relationships. At some point, I'm probably going to do a poll for step parents concerning whether they believe their voices are being heard and how that relates to or correlates with relational satisfaction, like satisfaction in their family unit, in their marriage as a parent to their stepchildren. And I have no doubt that those that believe they have a voice, those that can be vocal are going to have higher levels of relational satisfaction versus when there is a step parent that feels as if they are seen and not heard or they have no authority over their responsibility. Essentially, the relational satisfaction is going to be on the lower end, if not non-existent. And unfortunately, this is a familiar issue within the blended family, which is why we are touching on it today. And when I think of the process of finding our voices, I believe it's a bit of a balancing act. It's there's a lot of gray area within this dynamic, and it almost feels like you're 
so close to the edge, but you almost have to exist there on certain matters. So I'm going to point out some of the more familiar acts of balancing that are happening for the step parent. Again, as we are establishing our voice. But before we get into that, I think it's really important to point out a couple of things that make this process of finding, establishing, exercising our voice as step parents much easier for us and increase the likelihood of having some long-term success. So the first thing is something that I've talked about and I will continue to talk about. I even recorded an episode entitled Do Your Homework. And that's something that is the responsibility of the step parent or the step parenting prospect. You got to know what you are getting into so that you are as equipped as possible to step into this family dynamic. Because in spite of all of your preparation and equipping and the homework that you've done when you step into it, you are still very much naive to much of what this dynamic consists of. It's very difficult to be prepared for the blended family and to function in this capacity. So you want to be clear on what you're working with as well as where you are starting from. So if you have not yet listened to that episode, do your homework, please do so. It will be of major benefit to you, I'm sure. And the second thing that makes this process of finding your voice easier is your introduction and incorporation into this family. I believe it should be done respectfully and humbly without pride or assumptions. So as far as the introduction component, even introducing this step parent prospect, this love interest to the ex, hey, there's this individual that I like and I know that we're not on good terms or maybe we are on good terms and this is possibly going to be someone who has an important role or is just a significant adult figure in the life of our children. So I just wanted to give you the heads up or letting the kids know even prior to meeting. I don't believe that when speaking to kids about a love interest or a relationship, it should be, hey, I'm in a relationship now. It should be, hey, this is somebody that I like, and I think that you'll like them too, and they're going to be coming around here and there. We might hang out from time to time, and we'll see what happens. This is not somebody that I've committed my life to, but I'm giving you a heads up that there's a really cool person that I know, and we'll kind of see how things progress. And I know that approach may seem over the top, excessive, or when you consider how your ex approached the same thing and just dropped a marriage relationship on you and your children, you're kind of like, why should I return the favor with respect? But I'm just I'm just letting you know it is in the best interest of step parents to be introduced in such a graceful fashion, because, again, we're aiming for a long term success, not the immediate coming together to create a family unit. So those would be my two strong suggestions um, to kind of make this process easier. And I know some of us that are listening right now are like, I did not take those steps, but I'm in the midst of it and I don't yet have a voice. Or maybe some of you guys, you're like a unicorn type situation 
you rushed into it and things are peaceful right now. I don't know. There's a full on spectrum when it comes to the experience of the step parent. But know that even if these steps were not taken, the situation can still be remedied. We can can't necessarily backtrack, but we can recognize some of the missteps, acknowledge them, see if we can kind of reincorporate what should have already been present and then make things whole and healthy from there. But now let's get into the balancing act of finding our voice. I mentioned in the last episode that it is the experience of so many step parents to come under the wing of their partner, their love interest, because they're essentially going to give the lowdown as far as what the experience was and is with the ex, the state of the kids, how they're doing mentally and emotionally, what their preferences are. So just kind of understand what is already transpiring, what's already been present and created prior to us being incorporated into the situation. But it is difficult for many of us to come from up under that wing and to exercise our own opinion, our own authority, and no longer being kind of spoon fed what things are, but instead being able to understand and interpret things on our own. There is no like come from up under the wing <laughs> ceremony for the step parent, although that could be pretty cool, like the releasing of doves or something like that. And it's just like, oh, yeah, now you can have your own opinion over matters that are extremely important and affect you directly. Um, that would be awesome. But that doesn't exist. So it can be a difficult process trying to navigate the evolution of not just your relationship, but your role, your role as a partner and your role as a step parent and what that should consist of. And I believe that a frequent balancing act that we experience as step parents is uh, the balance of treading lightly, but not walking on eggshells. And many of us tread lightly because, again, we don't necessarily understand there is some information that we don't have. So our judgment is a little bit off and we generally just want to be liked and received and respectful. So we tread lightly, but it can get to a point that we are no longer treading lightly. We're no longer just being careful and diligent. We have now found ourselves under the wing of our partner. We may feel as if our relationship is subject in some way to the ex or we are also feeling the pressure of being defined as one thing or another by the kids. And at some point, that transition from treading lightly is now walking on eggshells. And let me tell you that this existence sucks. It is absolutely terrible to feel as if in your own home, considering the severity of your role and your desire just to have this amazing relationship and family, but you find yourself walking on eggshells. Those that can relate to this often feel as if they've been placed in a box and there are both spoken and unspoken limitations. It's almost like you apply for a job and everyone's 
excited about you coming on. They're like, welcome. And the job description is extremely vague, but you're like, okay, I guess we'll figure it out together. But you're informed more frequently concerning what you shouldn't be doing opposed to what you have the right and the authority to do. This is an extremely difficult situation for one to find themselves within and it can honestly be difficult to get ourselves out of such a situation. And that's because oftentimes everybody knows you as quote unquote this. Everyone knows you to function in this way. Everyone knows that your role as far as what that consists of and what people can expect from you. Like there's a familiarity there. So if all of a sudden you want to remove yourself from the state of walking on eggshells and back to, you know, being respectful, treading lightly, but again, exercising your voice, it can be a really difficult things for people to accept. But with persistence, teamwork, and potentially even some counseling or some form of therapeutic support, I believe that blended families can come to a point where everyone's voice is of value and opinions can be received. Now let's move on to the second familiar balancing act for the step parent when it comes to finding the voice and that being the balance of being flexible but assertive. And that might sound like a bit of an oxymoron, like they oppose one another, and (laughs) that's because they do. (laughs) Being flexible is obviously important because flexibility allows you to keep from what? Breaking. And (laughs) this situation, I'm sure some of my listeners can say or attest to the fact that it's attempted to break them and it's required some flexibility, the ability to communicate in a way and to have expectations that are not of permanence, that are not rock hard, solid, or else we'd fold in a way that's extremely uncomfortable. And some of us have. But at the same time, we have to have the ability to assume a conviction to assert ourselves and to deliver an opinion in such a way that we are not moving. We're making it apparent that this is something that we are in full belief of and it's in the best interest for others to adopt the same belief. Like we recognize a threat potentially or we believe something should happen in this way and it truly is the best interest for us all if it happens this way. And I'm going to just stand here on this island or this hill and I'm just going to die on it because I'm just that convinced right now. And this can be a source of great difficulty for the step parent because we tend to have this inside out perspective like we are in the midst of much of what's being experienced. But we also have an aerial perspective because we weren't necessarily part of the former, the former relationship, or we haven't been a part of the kids' lives um, since day one. So it allows for us to, again, be invested, but we can also kind of practice a perspective that is necessary, almost on the outside looking in. But when we don't have the ability to assert ourselves and identify some of what we are seeing from our perspective, we can get really frustrated as well as discouraged. 
And while being both flexible and assertive can be especially trying as we're finding our footing early on. And by early on, I mean potentially up to the first five years of your relationship. While that time frame may be especially tricky, being both flexible and assertive, those are things that we are balancing throughout all of our relationships for the rest of our lives. Like we are supposed to continually be flexible, if not more flexible um, as we grow and we mature and our relationship becomes more congruent. But we are also supposed to be more clear concerning our assertions and the benefit of time and working together allows for us to pick those spots better to be able to identify when flexibility is necessary versus when we should be asserting ourselves and something to look out for that kind of allows for us to to be flexible and to maintain our convictions and just maybe over time they're more readily accepted. But something to watch out for is the tie that we have to the result. So in those moments when we choose to be so just graceful and flexible concerning a situation, although we do have a strong opinion about a matter and it doesn't turn out well, it's important for us to not grow frustrated. And in other moments when it's necessary for us to assert ourselves and we do so, however, our warning or our heads up or our wisdom was not heeded, despite the fact that it was 100 percent dead on correct. It's important for us not to break or get super discouraged in those moments. Or even do the whole I told you so thing. Sometimes we just have to let the evidence speak for itself, be ourselves, have our conviction, learn to pick our spots concerning flexibility and assertion, be faithful with what we believe our role should be should consist of and then allow the results to speak for itself. And there comes a time when your partner, if you've entered into a relationship with a sane person (laughs) that actually wants things to work out for the well-being of your relationship and your family, they will come to their senses and be like, hey, you were right. Let's revisit this thing. Let's get more. Obviously, you have some discernment. Let's position ourselves. Let me position my heart so that I am more readily able to receive whatever information you have based on your aerial perspective, because it's obviously necessary. And finding this balance is going to require patience over a significant span of time. You are growing familiar with how to do relationship the right way with an individual. You're also getting more and more familiar with yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, and everybody that's invested or involved in this situation is also, they have a say. They have their own perspective, their own experience concerning how you function in their lives and what they expect from you, what they want from you, what they don't want from you. So this is a a process of extreme patience, but whether in success or failure, there are a ton of opportunities to learn and build from. And this leads us to another balancing act that we experience as we are finding our voices as step parents. And that is the balance of disagreeing, but not disrespecting. 
And this involves everybody. So this involves the kids, the ex, the in-laws, your partner. This, this involves everyone. Because while everyone may not have a say or influence over your family and the decisions that you make, for the most part, everybody has some kind of opinion concerning a matter. And whether they express that opinion or not, you have to decide how you are going to practice disagreement because we are constantly practicing disagreement and that looks vastly different from one scenario to another. I'll give you a a brief example from my personal experience. One of the people that my wife and I were in disagreement with was the grandmother of our niece on her mom's side. I'm not going to break that all the way down. I'll let you figure out that math equation. But you may have heard a bit of what had transpired in previous episodes, but CPS gets involved and all of a sudden our niece is no longer in the household and under the care of her grandmother. And we quickly stepped in and she was living with us. And soon after that, we became her guardians. And the disagreement stemmed from her stance, the stance of our niece's grandmother concerning how we were going about this entire situation. Our hearts were, we don't know what is good for her and what is not. We don't know who is of a positive influence or who is negatively affecting her. So what we needed to do was remove her from. And then at that point, everybody needs to essentially prove that they are a healthy source of support and influence in that little girl's life. Yes, people would have to jump through hoops and prove themselves worthy of being intimately invested in her life. And she did not agree. And as a result, there was bad mouthing. There was bashing behind our backs concerning how we were going about things. And we knew this existed, but we were just like, whatever. That is not impeding what we are accomplishing within our households. It's not having a negative influence over our niece. So that's not even something that we need to address. We've made clear our stance, our heart concerning our desire for our niece. And we're just going to leave it at that. And over a span of years, this negativity was taking place and we would still allow visitation to happen from time to time. And my wife and I would kind of, we would be present and we would kind of police those visitations and like, okay, let's read the room. Let's see, is this really a healthy influence? And over the span of time, her grandmother eventually realized, actually, they went about it the right way. They actually do desire her best interests. And this is the best possible situation that they can be in. And for us, we didn't, we're not affirmed by it. We've understood this. So we didn't need to hear it. However, because we didn't breach the the disagreement component and move toward disrespect because we didn't cross that line, we allowed her time to come to that revelation and she can be present in the life of her grandchild now. Another example of me handling the balance between disagreement and disrespect poorly happened actually with my sister. While my brother was in prison, my sister was oftentimes affirming him concerning his thoughts and beliefs concerning, again, what we're doing and how we're raising our niece. 
So as he was saying these negative things from his perspective about us, she was essentially agreeing with him. And there came a point of strain for myself because this whole thing can be really it can be really taxing when you are trying to be faithful and do your best. And there is just almost this cloud of negativity and people pointing fingers and blah, blah, blah. They don't know what's happening in the home, but they're just making the worst assumptions about you. And I I hit a, a point of just frustration. I ended up calling her and I checked her in a way that was unnecessary. I will say that there was already kind of a bit of fuel to this fire because she had said something negative about my wife a few months prior to. But as we were having that phone conversation, a flip was switched and I went in the direction of disrespect and I allowed myself to get way more emotional than I needed to be. I could have maintained that distance almost like I did the grandmother and just allow time and the fruit of our family to speak for itself. But I went into an imbalance and I stepped into disrespect and it negatively affected our relationship and step parents i want you to ask yourself this question what are the triggers that are causing an imbalance between disagreement and disrespect i know for some that it's difficult when the family members or extended family on the side of your love interest when they acknowledge The children that he or she had in a previous relationship opposed to the child or children that you guys have had together. I know that can be a really sore spot for people. Maybe it is the gossip or the lack of respect that the ex has for your current relationship and the state of your family. Or maybe it's the kids and the kids just don't regard you as a parent, a step parent. You're kind of just an adult human in their vicinity. The list of things that can move us toward disrespect is incredibly long, but I will tell you that there isn't a scenario worth entering into that state, operating out of character, cursing somebody out, or just being someone that we don't want our children to be. Never personally have I transitioned from disagreeing to disrespect and thought, well, that was a good idea, (laughs) or that was worth it. It's never worth it. It really isn't. And I found that one way to avoid that transition from disagreement to disrespect is acknowledging and appreciating at least a little bit the experience and perspective of other people. We are more likely to move toward disrespect when we dehumanize people. And what I mean by that is sometimes we just consider somebody an adversary. There's nothing else to them. They are just this entity of opposition that we hate and life would be better if they were not present at all, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just so much easier as we put those people inside of a box. We remove their personal experience and consider ours to be truth or so much more valuable than theirs. And when that's the case, when those are our conscious or subconscious conclusions, those people become super easy to disrespect. And please believe your spouse can end up in that box. Um, the, The ex can end up in that box. Kids can end up in that box. 
everybody can be subjected to our transition to disrespect as we dehumanize them, as we take away what is very personal and right in their eyes and just sum it up as inconvenient or an illegitimate contribution. Every step parent that exists in bitterness or has tasted it, and I have absolutely tasted it, is familiar with this imbalance of moving again from disagreement to disrespect. So those are the balancing acts that we are oftentimes pulling off as step parents in order to find our voice. But I'll remind you that all good and very important things are worth fighting for. So step parents, please know that even if you make mistakes, you are prone to them or you simply exist in mistakeville. <laughs> you are just a little imbalanced. And I hope some of this information provides some insight on your process. We're all going through it, but victory is at hand. Keep it pushing work together, get whatever help is necessary. And I believe that as you find your voice, your family will be better for it. You guys are incredible. Can't wait for the next one. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something throughout the episode that could make all the difference. Please take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that blended goodness. Episodes are up and running on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.